we celebrate by living a holy life. Now made possible by the indwelling Holy Spirit who gives us the power to live it. You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast for Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California. Good morning. Happy Pentecost Day. Or if we go with the children's message, Happy Birthday, Church. Our main Bible reading uh, from the book of Acts is about what happened on the day of Pentecost about 2,000 years ago. And the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I would like to talk with you this morning in three points, or rather three questions. What is the day of Pentecost? Why or what do we celebrate? And finally, how we celebrate. But before I do that, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you. It's always a joy for me to come back here. I have had the privilege of uh, partnering in the gospel with this church, Bethany Church, for years. And you have been uh, consistently um, supporting and encouraging Salam Ministries. And uh, we have uh, a, a ton of updates, many things that happened in the past like since I was here last. And uh, uh, we have a table outside and uh, my colleague Sue is is here and you will also see familiar faces, people from this church uh, manning the table and uh, giving you information uh, that you, um, and answering your questions. So please see them after the service. So what what is the day of Pentecost? The first question. First of all, what does the word Pentecost mean? What does it mean? 50, yes. 50 or 50th. 50 what? 50 days. When do we start counting? That's a good question. Before we Christians started celebrating it, the day of Pentecost is or has been one of the feasts of Israel or the feasts of the Lord because the Lord himself ordained these feasts for Israel. It is one of seven feasts, three in the spring, three in the fall, and the day of Pentecost or Shavuot is in between. Today we celebrate it because it's the birthday of the church, it's the day when the Father and the Son fulfilled their promise, the many prophecies in the Old Testament about the Holy Spirit and everything Jesus told his disciples before he went to the cross, that he will be sending the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. But what was the day of Pentecost for the Jews? For centuries, they celebrated it. The feasts of Israel, all of them, all seven of them, are prophetic celebrations. And they all find their fulfillment in the Messiah. In his first coming, some 
will be fulfilled in his second coming. So when you read the Gospels and the book of Acts, with that in mind, it's fascinating what you start to see. Jesus, the Son of God, is on a prophetic timetable, fulfilling the prophecies of these feasts of Israel on the exact days they are observed and in the exact same manner they were supposed to. Let me give you a few examples. What we now call Easter coincides with the Feast of Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Passover is one day, and the following week, seven days after Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. God instructed Moses to command the people of Israel to celebrate their salvation from slavery in Egypt. That night when they fled Egypt, every Israelite family killed a lamb and painted their doors with the blood of the lamb so that they would not perish with the Egyptians but be redeemed and be saved. Does this ring a bell? And for the hundreds of years that followed, they celebrated in the same way. What they do is, what they did is, four days before the feast of Passover, they would bring the lambs for the priests for inspection, because the, the lambs uh, must be without blemish. And then the lambs were kept for four days until um, they were slaughtered. Exactly four days before Passover, the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, entered Jerusalem. And he stayed in the vicinities of the city until the day of Passover when he was crucified. The Apostle Paul, the Jew, the Israelite, could clearly connect the dots. First Corinthians 5, 7, he says, For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Let us therefore, that's the feast of, of uh, uh, Passover, and then the week that followed is the feast of unleavened bread. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Actually, this verse 7 starts this way. Cleanse out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, and you as you really are unleavened. And I'll come back to this uh, verse when I talk about how we celebrate. Three days after Passover and in the middle of the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, Israel observed and celebrated another feast. <clears throat> the Feast of First Fruits. The, fe <coughs> <I'm sorry. clears throat> 
The first fruits of the barley harvest. That was the spring harvest. A sheaf of barley would be brought to the temple and presented before the Lord. And the Lord would accept it and bless the first fruits and bless the harvest. <clears throat> then the Israelite would harvest the barley crop and use it. In the same letter, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, St. Paul says, But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. That's euphemism for those who died, those who die. So on the very day of first fruit, Jesus was the first fruit rising from the dead. The following verse, for as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the first fruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. That's you and me. So, Whatever happens, whatever happened to the first fruits happened to the harvest. Jesus was resurrected from the dead, accepted before God as the head and representative of the new human race, of the new creation. Risen never to die again. Whatever happened to Jesus, the first fruits, happens to every one of us believers in Jesus. That's what Jesus himself said, John 14, 19, because I live, you also will live. Where is the day of Pentecost? Do you still remember we're talking about the day of Pentecost? Are you guys ready? Here's when the counting starts. The Jews counted 50 days from the feast of the first fruits, the barley spring harvest, in order to celebrate the summer wheat harvest. The Hebrew name is Shavuot, which means weeks, because they counted by weeks, seven weeks, seven times seven days is 49 days, the following day, the Sabbath, would be, would be the 50th day. And also, according to uh, the Jewish tradition and calculation, that same day is the day when they received the law through Moses in Sinai, in Egypt, my, my country. Three out of the seven feasts were major celebrations where the people of Israel were commanded that every able-bodied, wherever they lived in the world, should come back to Jerusalem and appear before the Lord. Pentecost is one of these three major celebrations. This is why there were Jews and proselytes from the nations in Jerusalem 
from all over the world uh, on the day of Pentecost, as you just heard from the book of Acts and you heard uh, the different language spoken. On the day of the Feast of the Weeks, renamed Pentecost, two loaves of leavened wheat bread would be presented before the Lord. And they would be waved, the, 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 the priest would wave them uh, before the Lord in all four directions, north and south and east and west, and up and down. It's a harvest feast. On the day of Pentecost, 2,000 years ago, and since, there has been a harvest of souls for eternal life. It's two loaves presented before God, Jews and Gentiles, from every nation under the sun, from all corners of earth, south, north, east, and west. And it's leavened bread. Leaven or yeast is a type of sin or corruption all through the Bible. And it has, was never allowed to be uh, in the rituals of sacrifice ever, except for this one, uh, the day of, of, of Pentecost. Both Jews, Jesus having paid the penalty for our sins on Passover, now both Jews and Gentiles can be accepted before God. Despite their sinfulness, everyone who believes in Jesus receives forgiveness for their sins, eternal life, and the gift of the Holy Spirit. On the same day the law of the Old Covenant was given, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit who seals, ratifies, and guarantees the New Covenant was given on the same day. 2 Corinthians 3, 6. He, Paul says, has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, that is the letter of the law, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills. You remember when Moses got, the first time he got the, the, the commandments from God, he went down the mountain to find uh, people like um, rebelling against God, worshiping uh, the golden calf and, and doing all kinds of sins. And that needed to be confronted. And as a result of this confrontation, about 3,000 men died on that day. That's the day the law was given. The day the Spirit was given, about 3,000 men, the book of Acts tells us, received life and received eternal life and were baptized. The verse continues, but the Spirit gives life. Now the Lord is the Spirit. Now the Lord is the Spirit. 
and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Something very important happened by the coming and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day we celebrate. Freedom, the Lord, the Holy Spirit is here. Freedom to be in God's presence without any barriers or veils. Freedom to know him, worship him, and become like him. The following verse, same Bible passage. And we all with unveiled faces beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image. What image? The image of Christ himself. From one degree of glory <clears throat> to another. <clears throat> For this comes, this work of transformation and changing of our image comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. <clears throat> And the word used here for, uh, uh, for the word transform or change is the same word used in biology, metamorphosis. <clears throat> Where, for example, a, a cater caterpillar transforms, metamorpho, and becomes a butterfly. That's, you cannot predict it's the, like, what it sh the, the image that it changes into and for from what it was. It's, it's as radical as this. You shouldn't be able to recognize yourself. The people around you shouldn't be able to recognize you. It's radical change that Jesus is, is doing in you by the work of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> the Spirit makes you more like Jesus as much as you allow him to, as much as you obey and cooperate, producing in you his fruit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You see, brothers and sisters, God had a plan. That's very clear. Even before the foundations of the world, to save you, adopt you into his family, make you more like Jesus, and be united with you forever. And he sketched his plan in so many ways, in prophecies, symbols, shadows, types, events, and feasts, all through the Old Testament. And we, believers of, and followers of Jesus in the New Testament, we get to witness and experience the fulfillment of all these promises. Through the gift of all gifts, the promise of all promises, the Holy Spirit. Romans 5, 5. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Holy Spirit births you into the kingdom, into the family of God. He makes you a child of the Most High. And by him, by the Holy Spirit, you cry out to God, Abba, my Father. And you mean it. 
and you feel it. And you know that you know that you know that you're a child of God. Romans 8.16, the Spirit himself bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. It's because of that witness. It's like the lampstand in the, in the temple that is, never goes off. It's always uh, sh- shedding light. That's that witness of the Holy Spirit within your spirit actualizes your sonship and daughtership to God and, um, and witnesses within you that you are a child of God. So what, what are we celebrating today? We celebrate the love of God, or rather the God of love. We celebrate the Comforter who was promised and now is with us, in us. This is how close God wanted to be to you. The friend who comes alongside, that's what comforter means. The friend who comes alongside to support, guide, strengthen, defend, and empower. We celebrate the one who is in us. St. John says, who is greater than the one who is in the world. That is the devil, the one who gives us victory as we fight the fight of faith, advance the kingdom, and grow the family of God, the one who makes us more than conquerors. And finally, we, how we celebrate, how we celebrate the Holy Spirit. We celebrate the God of love by receiving his love, by enjoying his love, by loving him back. Jesus showed us clearly how we love him or love him back. If you love me, he said, you obey my commandments. First Corinthians 5.8, I read this verse for you before. Let us therefore celebrate the festival, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. We celebrate by living a holy life, now made possible by the indwelling Holy Spirit, who gives us the power to live it. Under the old covenant, the law was a burden on your shoulder. In the new covenant, The law is written on your heart. It's like when you go hiking with a backpack full of food and drinks. It's a burden as long as as it's on your back. But if you're like me, you would stop quite often to eat and drink. And it's no longer a burden outside, but an energy inside. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, St. Paul says, Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. 
and the Spirit will produce His fruit in you. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Verse 25, if we live by the Spirit, meaning if we are brought to life by the Spirit, if we received life, became alive by the Holy Spirit, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step, keep in step with the Spirit. Let's live this life led by the Holy Spirit. We celebrate by, by acknowledging Him, the Holy Spirit, by paying attention to Him, by not grieving Him, but obeying Him. We celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit by receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. Be filled, the verb is in the present continuous. Always, every day, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The God who gave us everything, even himself in the Holy Spirit, deserves our all and all of us. Let us give ourselves then as a living sacrifice to worshiping and serving him. Let us give ourselves to his purposes and his work in our life, in our church, our community, and the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening today. A video archive of our online worship services, including today's message, can be found on our YouTube channel and at www.bethanylutheran.org. Links for both of these are in the show notes. If you would like to support this podcast or the ministry of Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California, you can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 562-210-0463. We pray that you have a wonderful and blessed week. Thank you.